0: Thank you. Welcome back to Goonies World. I'm Johnny Farrow, also known as Sean, and with me, as always, is Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello. And, of course, we have Goonie, also known as Colin. Oh, hello. And, once again, we have our good friend, our special guest, the good Dr. H, also known as Zach. Hi. And we are again tonight playing, I guess this is part two of Heroes of Sherwood Forest, a uh, little one page game that uh, I rather like. It's a Tri Cube Tales game. It's a simple rules light system that we've been playing with, and so we're going to continue to figure it out tonight. But in our last episode, Spencer Twitty, a runaway boy, and. Belgore Bel- Fragosi, kind of a freakish cook, and Arthur Brown, an outlawed noble bastard, turned outlaw in Sherwood Forest and robbed Sir de Dekusi, even getting the ruby that Dekusi tried to conceal in his anus. And uh, you guys then met the lovely lads, a group of adolescent would bandits led by young Roger Good, and you went with them to the tiny Sherwood hamlet of Sourhampton where we distributed alms to the poor and joined in a, a nighttime feast of celebration, meager as the feast may have been. But Robin Hood himself has appeared, and he's told you that you've been poaching in his territory. So that's where we begin. You're sitting on logs surrounding a bonfire and a cook pot in the center of the village of rude little huts. And it's well after dark, and Robin Hood and his merry men completely surprised you. I mean, they're obviously very good. And... Uh, when they shot the arrow into the camp, you had the feeling they didn't have to miss. You know, it was like a, a warning. But he's come in and told you, Deucedly awkward, but you're poaching on my territory. Robbed the Engeron de I here. Well, very, very nice. Very nice indeed. I've robbed him myself, you know. Very polite
1: fellow. Uh, you, uh, you, you missed something in him.
2: Hmm. Don't tell him. Yeah. He, uh,
1: he, 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 he. Well, maybe, maybe you're not as good of a. <coughs> <coughs> maybe you're not as good of a. Thief as uh, as the legends.
0: Oh, tell. oh! I understand. I understand. You're and first of all, no one can live up to the legends, believe me. But I, I realize you're talking about the poop ruby. It's legend already. Word has gone through the forest just in the last several hours. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, the <laughs> the one that we have that you uh, you missed. Apparently, it's okay. You know. It well, I'll have to make sure in the future my robberies are more penetrating.
0: But, this, as I say, it's deucedly awkward, but we do have a problem. I'm, I'm going to have to ask you, I'm afraid, to, to cease and desist all, from all but, further robbing in Sherwood Forest and find your own forest to rob. But right, what then? does it
2: matter if, if we're taking from the rich and giving to the poor like you? I mean, isn't it all part of the same cause? Aren't we helping the cause?
0: Well, of course, in your own way you're helping the cause, but there's a grander strategy at work. Also, there's only so much travel through Sherwood Forest, and I'm afraid there's not really enough robbing to go around. And uh, so you you don't understand what sort of overhead is involved. You know, you've got Fletcher's fees alone. or or, or, You know, could drive us out of business if we weren't careful. And, of course, the merry men have got to be paid a living wage. You can't fight oppression on an empty stomach. So, so, uh, well, I am willing to discuss a situation where you pay me, say, one-eighth. ...of your takings in Sherwood Forest in exchange for the right to operate. No, no, don't think of it as a tax. I, I hate that. I especially would hate for you to think of it as a tax. Uh, it's more of like a guild fees, you understand. Help, help us all. It's for the greater good.
2: So... That's not right. Hmm. That, That isn't what the Robin Hood of the stories would do. I read all about you, and... Smack! <laughs> <laughs>
0: did you get smacked for saying Spencer get smacked, or did you smack Robin Hood? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, that would have been funny, though.
3: Ah.
2: Well, well mm. I have to say it again, though, because it's true. You, this isn't what, what we've been told. Uh, you're supposed to, t- you know, to to be uh, a champion of the poor, and uh, and all these people here are poor, and so are we.
4: Yes. 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 It
1: would, it would make me think that uh, you're taxing the poor people here that you claim to care so much about, which seems
4: intuitive to me. Winces
0: at the word tax once again, and uh,
1: but they you know and the, the the
0: villagers they're enraptured with this conversation. No one talks you know like this to Robin Hood, and they're looking back and forth. Although they had they had previously said that he had never come there distributing any alms. Uh he's certainly here now and he was like, Now all right, right. I can see that we're going to have to come to some understanding because the merry men here now if it were up to me I'd I'd probably allow you to operate dues free until say next spring. But the merry men have got to be impressed. You know, I couldn't even win these fellows over. Dull as they are until I wrestled their leader off a log and showed you know, gained their respect, so I'm gonna I'm going to give you a chance to do that and well if you can beat my champions in three little contests for the good of the people, for everyone's entertainment, then uh, I suppose we could operate dues-free until,
2: say, next spring. Why don't we just... Um, I mean, if you're the leader, uh, aren't you the champion? And You know, why don't you just step up and fight... And then we could be the leaders...
0: Oh, no, no, no. I could get my nose injured. And I ever since I was a young lad, I just can't abide the thought of getting smacked in the face or hit in the nose. So, no, no, no. I'll step back and, uh, believe me, each of my champions is far better than I and greater than I in their individual fields. And, uh... You, you look like a stout fellow,
4: he says, pointing to you, Arthur Brown. Uh, <clears throat> You think so, do you? Mm -hmm. Yes, well, I think you're quite right. Hmm.
0: You look exceptionally strong. But I wonder if you can beat my giant.
4: Well, um... I'm quite certain that whatever you have in mind, I can excel at.
0: Very well. You shall wrestle my best friend, Little John. And you, little one there with the slingshot. You fancy yourself a targeteer, do you?
2: Well, Yeah. And I'm not afraid. I, I could even take out Little John, probably.
0: Well, Little John's not who I would have you contest with today. Of all my merry men, the sharpest eye and the greatest targeteer is, of course, Will Scarlet. And Will Scarlet steps out from the shot. He looks like Robin Hood. He's dressed like him. Only all his clothes are like stained scarlet. They're not like bright red, you know, russet colored. And uh, he's younger and skinnier, closer to your age. And he's got his own slingshot. And then, and finally, you, my, my, uh, strange friend, very distinctive fellow. Uh, you look like you know your way around a cook pot. Yes. Um, too much eating and drinking, do you? Man of the senses, a fleshy man? Meh. Uh, yeah, you know,
1: I have to do what it takes to survive in this harsh, harsh
0: world. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it just so happens that I am currently, uh, consuming, I have an overabundance of Brandy It's medicinal It's French And uh I think that folk, The boys would very much Enjoy seeing you Good sir Out drink my man Friar Tuck And Friar Tuck Comes out He's uh He's got the You know Shaved tonsure In the top of his head But he's, he's really fat And he's Waving his arms Back and forth Like a football star And everybody's patting him On the back And clapping And uh All three of these champions Look at you guys Very smugly Little John like towers Over you Uh Arthur, and all the people—they've made like space. You know, they're kind of forming a an area of competition, and keeping people out of the direct line of the fire, either. But first, uh, first things first.
5: Uh,
1: <coughs> oh, my! Belgar clears his throat for a long time. <laughs> well, it seems—it seems to me that uh, perhaps. You're coming here with your elitist attitude and all this talk about taxes. Oh, no. oh dear.
5: she says to rile up all the men. <clears throat>
1: it seems to me that perhaps your, your stakes of putting things off until next spring seems juvenile. Perhaps you'd like to <gasps> Perhaps you'd like to raise the stakes.
0: Oh, well, tell me what you had in
1: mind. But <clears throat> well, we, we have a wonderful band of our own men here that, uh, I, you know, people have, from what I've heard, people have been saying that maybe we're better than Robin Hood. Maybe that we do more <laughs> work than, than the Marianne. Maybe we, the Poop Ruby Bandits, are more perceptive and more uh, rewarding with our work and, uh, and, and give more back to the poor. Um that maybe you <coughs> should come work for us. I see, I
4: see.
0: Well, I don't think we can risk such a a, a, a huge result on a mere contest such as this. No, in the long in the long and fullness of time, perhaps the best man will out or the groups will find cohesion of some sort. However, I think it far more likely the Flemish mercenaries will murder all of us within the next within the next few weeks if I can't get some things going, so tonight we'll settle this once and for all. So, you're right, it is not a once and for all. Perhaps juvenile is a good word for it. I prefer to think of it as a a temporary reprieve or postponement of decision as far as what to do with you. Well, you could be allies, but you could get us all killed.
1: It uh, (coughs) feels feels like an ultimatum. You're giving us Mr. Hood.
0: Well, I suppose someone's got to be in charge, don't
1: they? And as they say, uh, blood will I out. suppose I'm, where I'm from <coughs> <coughs> The Dungeons of Nottingham. That's where I'm from. Where I'm from those who give ultimatums usually end up on the bad side of the ultimatum.
0: Well, I suppose that remains to be seen. However, I'm very sorry to hear that you've done time in the dungeons there. All the more reason for us to be working together. So, why don't you sit down and show my men that you're worth working with? I was going to start with the boy, but I think we'll start with you, since you're so eager to engage. This is like a classic drinking contest. So, I don't know with your craftiness, if you can figure out some way to kind of cheat or find a workaround. Or whether you want to use your pure constitution to see if you can literally outdrink him.
5: Sure. Well, first of all, so being highly perceptive, um, what uh, what do we deal with? So we're dealing with French brandy, you said, is this a high proof? I mean, typically brandy's not a incredibly high proof alcohol compared to you know, a whiskey or something like that. Is this is more more of a liqueur?
0: Yeah, and it's about as hard a liquor as anyone gets. You know, your hard liquors really don't start coming into the diet until a little later. Sure, but
5: how many in does Friar Tuck look
0: already? No, not all. No, he just the one he chugged. He said that one doesn't count, and he mm. wipes his
5: mouth. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, I, 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 with the cook concept, I figured that he would probably understand. Um, I don't know. If there's anything that would give him give him any sort of an edge in yep. a straight just mm-hmm. drinking contest? You know, he would he would understand what alcohol is, how it yeah. works. Um, maybe the only thing I could think of and I doubt that they're stupid enough to go for it but would be to uh, you know maybe uh, water it down uh, understand either water it down or say he likes his brandy warm <coughs> and see if uh, if he would be if they would allow him to cook uh, some of his brandy for a little bit ahead of time uh, you know that makes it stronger you know which in reality it doesn't but okay. <laughs> Might seem a bit a bit around the bush for the moment of splendor here, so um, probably just have to go for it.
0: They're going to let you. They, they would let you do it. They don't laugh at you.
1: Where, <clears throat> where you're from? I don't know how you drink brandy. You probably uh, uh, leave it outside in the snow to get cold and ruin the taste. Now, where I'm from. Where we we know how to drink, where we cherish the drink. The only way to drink the drink is a warm drink, a hot drink. And so I will take mine hot, good sir, because that's where you know that it's the strongest and the most flavorful, and only those that can do that contest are the ones that can really drink.
0: Well, says Friar Tug, if you wish to take your time, then go right ahead, but I'll drink mine the good old-fashioned way. The way God made it. And of course, I don't.
1: Well, yeah. if, if you can't if you can't hang <clears throat> with the stronger, hotter stuff, that's fine. I'll, you can have the edge. Enough talk. Enough
0: talk. Time for action.
5: Yeah, Belgar will. Uh, I'm assuming there's a a fire already. Yeah, he'll like, take the, like a cauldron, pot, or a yeah. pot or something. And he'll take his uh, and start to to heat his up to see if he can. And he'll actually boil it. Which, again, will boil off some, not all of the alcohol, yeah. but boil off some of it.
0: And the, they are that stupid. They don't uh, know that.
5: That'll, that'll take a little bit. So.
0: It yeah. should. I think, I, I think I'll make it easier for you. But while that's boiling, uh, let's get over to Spencer Twenty. Now you, over here, says Robin Hood. And now we need a good target. And he looks over at Amy, Amy Shakes. Amy, the girl who was paying attention to you, Spencer, in our last episode. The village girl. Yeah. Ah, oh, this will do nicely, and he takes her and he like stands her up against the tree at the edge of the village and uh, puts an apple on her head. And Will Scarlet gets his slingshot out. Goes, now don't worry, you're not going to kill her. You could crush her head if you miss. But we're going to see which one of you can shoot that off her head or get closest to it.
3: Yeah. Now I'm gonna have flashbacks from another fucking uh game that we played off air where i this exact scenario happened and i actually (laughs) killed somebody (laughs) with an arrow well Uh,
0: hopefully you won't crush her young skull with your sling stone and
3: uh this isn't even like
0: a full-on like swinging around your head sling this is like a slingshot you know
3: like a bart simpson yeah yeah will
0: scarlet's got one just for you know Normally, he uses a bow and arrow. He's just making a fair contest. Doesn't want to kill her either. He's not going to roll by himself, you know. You're making the roll, and you guys are having the contest. So, um, now a lot of the... No one seems like super happy about Amy Shake standing in front of the tree, nervously. She's got her eyes closed. She's shaking a little bit. The apple falls off her head once, and Robin Hood goes, Now, no, no, now. He puts it back up on her head. Everyone's mildly uncomfortable. And go ahead and roll your dice. I think you're very agile. So you should get to roll three dice. And
3: yeah.
0: I want to okay. see how you how you do in this contest. Your target number's five. There's nothing easy about this. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make it super hard at six, but
2: well, I suppose there's no no way to cheat in this. <laughs> I've just got to make sure I've got a steady hand.
3: And, uh, I'll pull back the uh, sling and well, I guess we're firing like li- like little rocks or something or well, a little or sling we fire, you know, it's
0: little sling rocks, yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I will let one loose. And All right. Okay. Well, I have one success. Okay.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. One five. And that didn't really affect you, but right when you let go, that guy right before you know Will score was like, "That's you." You know, and tried to like startle Yodi Rain, but it didn't work. And you, uh, you hit the apple, knock it right off her head, and uh, everybody collapsed. I uh, did it. One of the villagers shakes his head. It's a waste of a good apple. And there's like apple bits all over. Robin Hood then goes and puts another apple on her head. and Uh,. Will Scarlet can also easily, you know, knock an apple off a girl's head without rolling any dice, but he does it too. But, well, we'll call it a draw. And meanwhile, she's like, you know, the girl almost faints, you know, from a sort of slides down the tree uh, after this ordeal is over and cry and burst into tears. And now people are looking even more uncomfortable. Sorry, Um, And, uh...
2: I could have made a miss, but... Then he would have hit you. and uh, I didn't want that.
0: <laughs>
2: you have ever so steady an aim, Spencer Twitty, she says. Thank you.
0: The, the brandy's heating up and hopefully boiling off enough excess alcohol. And little John says, all right, all right, about, about enough. Let's, let's put this little man on the ground and get this over with. Ready to have some of that drink, too claps his hands and, uh, uh, this is supposed to be like a wrestling match, you know, so he doesn't like weapons out or anything and push people make a kind of a fighting ring and he runs at you and uh, you can tell me what happens and don't let me forget, I'm supposed to be letting you guys narrate the results of your own, you know, so Colin really could have narrated that however he wanted. <clears throat> well, of course,
6: uh I have extraordinary strength. You do. And and also am overconfident. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to let him run at me. And then, you know, duck kind of of uh, under his grasping arms, what I'd like to do, uh, duck under his grasping arms, come up from behind him. Um, grab him from behind and throw him on the ground and basically land on top of him and pin him down there if I can. Well, I hope you
0: can do that. Let's roll the dice and see. With my
6: extraordinary strength.
0: You should definitely be rolling three dice. Your standard five and six success. And
6: Ooh, four, one, five. So there's a five.
0: uh, So there is a five. And that means that you tell us what happens, presumably exactly what you just said.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I assume I can't hold him here indefinitely without, you know, rolling more dice or something. Well, I don't know. He's like, You knocked him on
0: his ass, and that seems to have surprised everybody. And even he— Got to hold
3: him down for till they make the rough—does three yeah. or however many counts they do in pro wrestling.
0: Yeah, they're the same rules— Pro wrestling rules are derived from medieval England. A lot of people don't know this, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yep. there's a folding metal folding chair nearby. Just FYI, in case you should need it. But uh, anyway, no, he's down on the ground. Even he laughs once. Once he gets over the shock of it, even he laughs, uh, like he could take a joke. And uh, well, wow, this doesn't happen that often, that sort of thing. Uh, but he's he's on his ass, and. You've held, you've held on to him for long enough that he gets up and he shrugs it off and almost demeaningly like tussles your hair like you're littler than him like he's ready to give you the win oh, on my ass yep, you're a stout fellow that's alright why don't we both have some of this brandy
4: oh well I don't drink
0: well uh-huh.
4: I don't know how you got so strong
0: but uh, finally the there's no more putting it off. It's about as it boils. and it's boiled up now, and and the, and it's cooled back down enough for you to drink it. Um, Friar Tuck's already in. He's already in. But I think you should go ahead and make your roll. And this, you made it easier, so your target number is a four. And you can narrate how this successfully would turn out in your mind.
5: Five, four, one. <clears throat> okay. Um. Yeah, so I would uh, uh generally speaking, how many was he waiting for Belgar? Was he waiting for me to to match him drink for drink? Or? He was getting
0: a little bit of a head start and he keeps say he kept saying once didn't count.
5: Yeah. So I would okay,
1: how many how many how many have you had now? Oh, I don't
5: count. That's
0: for the good lord to keep track of.
1: <laughs> and how many uh How many uh, beads on that necklace of yours that you wear for the Lord, probably? How many of them have you had in your uh, number of drinks? Surely, somewhere along the lines, your great Lord and Savior has taught you how many fingers you have.
0: Well, I believe I have ten fingers. See, I am a member of the... I'm a friar,
1: not a priest. Ten. Ten. (laughs) Ten fingers. Okay.
5: He'll line up ten, I don't know, probably... Not quite full mugs, not quite shot glasses. Mm-hmm. Pour those out and then just very, again, his, his face is kind of burnt and scarred. And I imagine Mima maybe having an eye patch. I don't remember if I said that mm-hmm. before, but makes sense now. And that he would have that and then he'd just kind of look at Friar Tuck and he'd kind of move the eye patch. Over to the other eye. <laughs> and so it's just like covering his good eye, and then like this empty eye pit or whatever happen- is is showing, and then just like drink, slam, drink, slam, drink, slam, drink, slam, drink, slam, like all ten of them. Um, which would be, you know, ten shots of somewhat weakened brandy. Uh, and then
1: just kinda look back at him like <coughs>
4: You want to keep going? Uh,
0: his, 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 uh, you know, he was also eating, eating a little bit. He's opened his mouth, uh, uh, in admiration, and some of the crumbs have fallen out of his mouth, and his eyes have gone wide. And the second he started, slam, 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 that, that, the merry men, uh, all rushed up and watched you do it. Yeah, Friday Talk, he, he, he pats you on the back and yells. In fact, he doesn't. You know, thing where he puts his arm around you and then like pulls you into him for an unwanted hug and uh, pours some brandy on your head, all of which is meant to be that you're in all that you're all right now. And uh,
5: yeah, uh, Belgar would just kind of look okay. I bet Belgar's kind of a short dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Friar Tuck's big. I don't know how tall, but you know the the classic picture in my oh, head yeah. of Friar Tuck is the uh, you know it's absolutely the, the big jolly man. Yeah. And, Santa Claus-esque, almost not, you know, only red, not white, yeah. beard and stuff. But he would just, Belgar would just kind of look up at him. I need,
1: I need to tell you a secret. I need to tell you, come here, come here, I need to tell you a well, secret. Well,
5: I don't do confessions, but what is it? And then have him lean in, and then just as soon as he gets right there, just the most cacophonish, wet belch <laughs> right in his ear as loud as possible.
0: Oh! You'll do seven hail marys for that one," he says, obviously joking, because he didn't have the authority to make you do that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. No, oh, you need you need help, sir. You need help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. Uh, meanwhile, Amy shakes, holds your hand, Spencer, and everybody comes, pats uh, the rest of you guys on the back, and welcomes you into the group. And Robin Hood says, "Well, well, I suppose we've all." gained each other's respect here tonight. Therefore, we'll postpone this whole idea of the one-eighth dues for the guild, the robber's guild, as it were, until spring. Winter's approaching, and we'll make things a little easier on you until then. But be very careful, because these Flemish mercenaries are very real. They're looking for me, but they could end up finding you, if you're not careful. For I know how to hide. Make sure that you know how to hide.
2: Well... Um, yeah, we could hide, but, uh, I think we'll, we should continue, you know, we should carry on what we've been doing. We've, we started a a great thing, I think, and, uh, we're going to, uh, you know, rob some more people. There's a lot of rich people that deserve to be robbed out there. My parents, for one, (laughs) but just anyone we might find. Out in the forest. We're going to do what we... um, did before.
0: I'm telling you...
1: Yes. You don't hide behind trees and in caves (laughs) and behind rocks. You take the fight to them.
0: Well, if you'd like to take the fight to the Flemish mercenaries, then you'd be my special guest. In fact, they're going to end up chasing after you and leaving me alone. I've tried to warn you. I see the potential in you. But... I am not a prince or a tyrant, I'm merely a very charismatic organizational figure. Therefore, do what you want. If the Flemish mercenaries kill you, it will not be on my head. They'll be beating the bushes soon enough. And uh, he bows, takes off his hat, and his men follow suit, and they, they melt off into the, into the night
1: try not to tax anyone on the way back to Loxley. <laughs> I heard that.
0: And I think he meant you to hear. It. Shut up. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, the rest of the night, you know, passes without incident. Only everybody's very impressed with you, you know, all the villagers in Southampton. Anyway, the next morning, uh you guys wake up to, to the sound of music. Like, uh, as you roll over and wince and look through the morning mist, uh, your buddy Roger Good has gotten brought out this old busted up lute from somewhere and he begins singing a, a song that he wrote and the the, the lovely lads all join in.
6: Lord on Goosey, he's such a silly goosey, his claims to be a noble are a farce. He's such a bumbling booby, guess where he hid his ruby? He shoved that giant gem right up his arse.
4: Lord Angaranda coosie, he's such a silly goosey, his claims to be a noble farce. He's such a bumbling booby, guess where he hid his ruby? He shoved that giant gem right up his arse. Lord the coosie, he's such a silly goosey, his claims to be a noble of farce. Such a movie,
0: anyway, well, a Rise of shine. shine, what do you think of it? The Poop Ruby legend will go off in a song and story throughout Sherwood Forest forever. As it should.
2: Beautiful. As, as it should. Oh, it's lovely.
0: Well, wonderful. Quite impressive, really, yes. Well, well, We're going to go out hunting and get you something for breakfast. We'll be back. And uh, Roger Good and uh, a few, uh, three of the other lovely lads take off. This is pretty early morning, though. And the village gets up and gets out about its business. No seem you guys will do any morning things you do like, you know, shove your face in the running water of the brook, you know. Uh, after about an hour, it shouldn't be that hard to go off and get a couple rabbits, you know. Uh, but after about an hour, <coughs> it seems like they've been gone a while, and well, just as you guys have gotten up, you know you're already up. You're ready to go for the day. You're just waiting around for for these guys to get back, so you know they're okay, and you can take them with you. You know they're part of your band. But uh, Shrimpton and Davy and Wallace just come rushing out of the, bursting out of the edge of the woods at the boundary of the village, and they they look terribly distraught, and they would run up to the three of you.
2: Know, we went out of the, we went out to cut down a. A poplar that we remembered
0: about, so we could make some bows, you know, for the outlaw gang, right? And and we was ambushed. It was terrible. It was the Flemish mercenaries, yeah. And good old Roger, good old Roger ran to draw them away from us, but it worked. It worked too well, and we got away. And they got him. And most of them talked to a funny, yeah. But one of them, one of them had had the English, and he said that Roger was the Poop Ruby Bandit, and they were taking him off to Nottingham Castle stand trial before the sheriff, yeah. You, what are we going to do? They've got a good head start on us too. They was on horses and they was riding fast. They'll have poor Roger there by nightfall. There's no catching up with him now. What do
2: we do? Yeah, what do we do? Well, we'll have to have to break him out of prison. That's what we'll have to do. We can't we can't allow him to stay in there. They think he's a, a the Poop Ruby Bandit? But well, we're all the Poop they Ruby would, Bandits. <laughs> they would
1: do such terrible things to him in that prison. We must either stop him or break him out.
0: Mm. Villagers look expectantly at Arthur. They know there's some, you know, blood will out. They, he looks like the leader.
4: Yes, well, I do think that that is probably for the best. Unfortunately, we don't have horses. Um, no, there'll be no
0: catching up with him. This says Archibald Pretty John. If you'll recall, he's a one-legged, you know, village elder. He says, You can't just waltz in and out of Nottingham Castle like the wind. Not even Robin Hood with all his merry men could raid that castle. You're going to need very powerful help. Help no warriors can provide. He looks both ways. Now, I have heard it said that the legendary sorcerer Merlin is not dead, but there's been a magical slumber these many centuries. Folks say he sleeps in a cave in the Cresswell Crags. Did you know that? If you wake him up, he can invoke the breath of the dragon. He can give you powers. He can enchant your weapons or make you invisible. or Give you the power to uh, put yourself in disguise. And by now, the villagers are creeping up. You know, He's like in storytelling mode, and they're all leaning in and listening.
2: Well, yeah, I've read all the stories, and... After what I've, what we saw with Robin Hood and how he didn't really match up to the stories, I'm a little worried about uh, this story about Merlin. Oh. It might not be true.
0: Well, you can find out for yourself. On Creswell Crags, you'll find a great boulder with the witch's marks on it, in front of a cave. And there you will find him. Sister Maud, the nun who was present, as you may recall from last episode. Uh. Listen, you must not do this. For uh, fear of your immortal soul, Merlin slumbers in the crag. it is true, but he is in league with demons. And if you wish to become empowered, there is a monk at Ruford Abbey who possesses a copy of a, an ancient text called The Key of Solomon. Now, it contains magical spells, but they are spells... Contrived by the wise, biblical King Solomon, so one would presume they're less soul-endangering than wild demon magic. Or you could just not do any magic at all, says Amy Shakes, but just believe in yourselves and come up with some stratagem. And all the villagers are looking over at you guys expectantly.
2: Uh, I think we... I just don't know. I think we could try to do it ourselves. I mean... Well, the, the, the cook is, is pretty crafty and um, and uh, also uh, perceptive and as am I, and I'm agile and um, and Arthur Brown uh, is tough and um, he's also uh, the the son of the prince. Um, I don't know how that would help us.
4: Well, uh, while all of this is true, I do think that perhaps it would be wise to at least investigate this Merlin, uh, possibility. Um, we can evaluate at the time whether we would like to avail ourselves of his quote-unquote magic. Y-
1: y- yes, and, and I know the prisons. I know the jails, I know the tunnels and the cells and I can, I can, I can find where they have him and I I can get him out, but they mentioned the powers that Merlin had to turn visible, to turn, to make disguise and that would do almost all of the work for us. (laughs) That would do almost all of the work for us and, and I feel like we should at least
4: investigate this. Well, I think it's a terrible idea, says Sister Maud. And I encourage you to visit Ruford Abbey and do this magic. Uh, do this magic properly.
2: This, uh, Key of Solomon, that, this Key of Solomon, that doesn't have anything to do with demons, does it?
4: Of course not.
2: Okay. Well. Yeah. Well, you basically,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, essentially you've got. Three choices, really, is to go on by yourselves and figure out some crazy scheme, right? Some caper, some way to get in and get your friend out. Um, Or you could get some magical aid, you know, probably in the form of magic items, something like that. Or spell access to some, you know, advantage from either Merlin, if he's there, or uh, the Key of Solomon that's in the Abbey, if they know how to read it or use it properly. But, uh, as Archibald Pretty John explains to you, and as you know from area knowledge, you don't have to make up your mind right this second, because there's a crossroads of trails, more of a, th- a forking of trails, not you know, not a great crossroads, at a, at a creek, a brook not far north of here. Uh, there are three trails from there. One of them will take you to Creso Crags, one of them will take you to the Abbey, the other one will take you straight on to Nottingham Castle. And before the sun gets too much higher in the sky, I imagine you guys will want to move on, unless I'm wrong.
5: And yeah, time is of the essence. Yeah. Uh, Belgar, would, Belgar knows what happens in those dungeons, so um, yeah. he would certainly suggest that we, we, whatever path we take, we take it
3: qu- quickly uh, and decisively.
0: Well, then you move north through the forest for most of the rest of the morning, and around noon...
3: Um, I Amy. wanted to say goodbye to Amy, or is that her name? Amy, the girl.
2: You don't even remember my name.
0: <laughs> no, it's Amy Shakes. Amy Shakes.
2: I just want to say, um, well, um, I'll I'll remember you, and if 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 we survive, I'll come back, and and maybe, uh, maybe you can be my girlfriend. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, well. We'd have to ask my father's permission, of course. So make sure you come back, Spencer Tweedy. And then she looks both ways and leans in and gives you a quick... Look, just one little smack on the on the lips and then
5: turns around and runs away.
2: Oh, did, yeah. did you see that?
5: <laughs> I, I know what you meant, but you said smack. And I was like, someone oh, said... So right, yeah. <laughs> smack. But, <laughs> uh... <laughs>
4: uh
5: Shrimpton, um, <clears throat> Shrimpton, Davy, and Wallace—would they like to accompany us? Yeah, in
0: fact, all of the—I was going to say—all of the lovely lads do.
5: No matter how it goes, we'll we'll want the backup. I'm sure. So.
0: Yeah, one way or the other, It'd be, it's nice to travel with people. And you head off north through most of the morning, and uh, eventually around noon, you find a stand of apple trees. There's water by this bubbling brook. The the little trail clearly forks three ways here, and. Uh, if you want to to go to the Creswell Crags, you'll want to go to the northwest at this point. But you know, the sound of the brook kind of muffles it at first. But you soon realize that there's a kind of a low uh, crunch underneath everything. And the occasional shouting sound, uh, first, it's hard to pick it out. But there's probably a mounted body of men moving down the trail from the north. But it's just the... There's no like long line of sight, you know, in Sherwood Forest anywhere. It's not close. You haven't seen them yet. They obviously haven't seen you, but you have a sense that there's a a group of horsemen approaching. In fact, I said you could kind of eventually start to realize that these uh, calls have wor- are words. You know, it's not another language. You think you hear one say, "Zukbar uh, das debek."
3: right, Okay. Oh, no. The Swedish shafts
2: are coming. Barzee, Okingan, the <laughs> Mutant, <laughs> the Volgan. Scatter. Can I? Scatter. Hide.
3: Hide. Yeah. Scatter. I
2: want to try
3: to, for me at least, I want to climb a tree okay. since I'm agile. I want to get up there. and Maybe I can even see, you know, how close they are. Oh, yeah. How well, many there are.
0: And like I said, this is a primordial forest. There's plenty of places to hide. Not only are there trees, there's, you know, there's underbrush there's carpets of vines and moss or gigantic boulders, you know, covered in moss and lots of places to hide. Huge roots to crawl under. And uh, if you guys want to, you have to either hide or run down one of these other paths real quick to avoid it. And so, yeah, you can scamper up a tree. Where
6: do you want to try to hide, Arthur? Or are you? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna try to, like, you know, find a Large boulder to hide behind since he's so brawny.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea.
6: And uh, and, and
0: and I know you're you're often low to the ground there, uh, uh, Belgor. But
3: dig a hole.
5: Yeah, he would. Uh, it worked well last time for him and uh, him and our good friend Arthur to be close uh, in their plan of attack. So he would he would probably try to stay assuming the boulder was big enough that both of them could get behind it and stay uh, hidden he would go with oh
0: it oh yeah they're, they're big you know Ice Age Ice Age has dumped them here style boulders and but it's true you do see them come out of the darkness or out of the forest and it you don't know what Flemish mercenaries look like but they've got different style helmets than the type of bullets Norm, you know the Norman bullet helmets that you're used to these are kind of flatter and almost have a brim, you know, but they're made of metal. They're wearing big quilted armor, so they almost look poofy. Uh, they probably got leather under that. And they're riding their horses, but it's still a very thickly, you know, tree-covered forest, so it's not like they can go flat out, you know, go galloping around. You see them pushing branches out of the way, but they head down to the water, you know, they come down to the water and start watering their horses, and you guys are real close, I mean, you're not you're only just, you know, yards away, and either one says to the other Dimunikin, uh, Zainvet de zemuten Zimutin, Dezukin and Abde, Dan de Abde, says the other one and uh, they look around for a while if you guys want to leap out and attack them, let me know like, there's like a dozen of them, and they're armed, and probably dangerous mm. it'd be a uh, if Diesel you have water. a lot of you know you got a lot of lo- uh, lovely lads all scattered in the woods behind you but you know they're boys so like,
5: do they appear that they are headed back towards the, the hamlet well Sourhampton.
0: no they don't if you wait long enough for them to finish watering the horses and get up when they were talking earlier uh, they seem to be agreeing on something and you're not sure what they're saying because you don't speak Flemish, but when they get up, they actually take the road, the fork to the northeast, which would lead them out towards the direction of the abbey.
5: You know, the the monk has a spell book. He'll figure that out and take care of the Yeah, you know. yeah
0: we hope so. But uh, anyway, they move off, and you avoid terrible conflict with them, which would have uh, probably killed at least a few of the adolescent lovely lads. So, uh, probably should have made you roll to hide, you know, but I think you're probably hitting pretty good the way you described it. And, anyway, you guys, uh, I assume, get back.
5: Yeah, I would tell, uh, once, uh, once we're sure that they're past, far enough past, you know, tell tell everybody to load up as much water and as many apples as they can. And, Mm. uh, Get back on Okay, okay. Yeah,
0: definitely there's some apple eating that goes on amongst the youngsters as well. And everybody, it's a good idea, gets stocked up. And having avoided the Flemish mercenaries for now, you take that northwestern path, and it eventually curves through the forest, but it descends into what is essentially a gorge. And there are cliffs on either side. And a lazy river down at the bottom of it, well, not really more of a brook or a creek. And there are obviously large caves here. You heard something about witch marks, but after about an hour or so of wandering around, there is like a big boulder set sitting in front of a cave entrance. You can tell around the edges, you know, it's blocking cave entrance. You're not sure what witch marks are, but this thing is covered with carvings of spirals. The boulder itself and cut over the spirals of like these old Saxon runes that are really angular. but these even must
2: be ancient.
0: Uh, but then even d- deeper over that, it's like there's almost like three layers of graffiti or whatever on this boulder. Finally, there's some double Vs, which uh, uh, even you guys know in folklore, that means virgin of virgins. It's like a sign against the evil eye or something like that. So what it seems is that it, there, are multiple generations have tried to keep people out of this cave, or to make sure whatever's in this cave doesn't come out of it. You uh, think between the three of you, if you came up with a good, you know, good plan, you could probably move that boulder. Uh, just with
2: M- well, Merlin could move this boulder. I mean, he put it, he probably put it there. I bet this is a uh, this is proof that that Merlin. Uh, lives here because he's the one that moved to Stonehenge and all those big rocks mm. <clears throat> yes perhaps we should
5: uh, and Belgar will look around to see you know obviously not that he can see a lot but just to make sure that there aren't a bunch of more Flemish mercenaries around well, maybe no, they don't seem to maybe, be
1: maybe we should we should try to wake him up wake him up with that wonderful song that you all sang <laughs> for us the other night. <laughs>
0: Do you want us to start singing it now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. Perhaps that will wake him up, Unless my my friends have a better.
0: Play. Okay, well, they they strike up a, a chorus, but uh, you know, they sing it a few times, but nothing happens from within the, the cage. You might have to move that boulder on your own. It certainly doesn't. If Merlin's asleep in there, the song doesn't seem to wake him up.
4: Ooh.
2: He's a really sound sleeper. he's been sleeping all these years,
1: maybe, maybe he's more of an emerald guy. I don't know.
2: Well, um,
4: I mean, I guess we could
2: um try to move this boulder ourselves. We, we do have a lot of people, and we could we could uh, fashion a sort like a rope and pulley system or something, and um try to you know, try, try to use our strength.
4: Well, there are, what, over a dozen of us total. I, I do think that we have some reasonable chance of moving this thing just manually. That's right.
0: Say the lovely lads, and they rush up and begin pushing, and if you all just push, you gotta rock it back and forth a few times, but eventually it falls over, and uh, you are move and no one gets smashed by it when it 'Cause it's kind of a, it's not like a perfectly round boulder, you know, and it topples to one side. And of course, there's like a perfectly flat, you know, bit of dirt and mud now underneath it, with all kinds of like worms and roly polies and uh, things like that crawling all over it. But the access to the cave is now clear, and if you look inside, it's, there's like a roughly circular chamber in there. But it, it the walls of it are totally covered with spirals no runes or anything else just spiral symbols uh, in great profusion they're all over the walls of this natural cave but
6: there is a man asleep in
0: here he's like covered with spider webs but you can see his breath ri- you know his chest rising and falling and a light snore and's uh, he uh, he continues to snore
1: I could, uh, eh, eh, go pinch his nose. I know when when people are snoring, you pinch their nose, and that makes them that that helps them wake up.
5: Why don't you go try it? Yeah, Belgar will. Uh, Be careful. Will kind of sneak him. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yeah, Bel Belgar will sneak over there the best that a very rotund <clears throat> man can and. Obviously, take a look and, and get a closer look at,
0: at Well, him, you can see him, you know, the plant. You can see him through the the gauziness of the spiderwebs. And, you know, you're kind of expecting this old man, right? You know, you hear, you think of Merlin, mm-hmm. picture some wizard with a long beard. And uh, this guy is not like a super old, old man. He has a beard, but it's not really, really long. It's not white. Looks like a man maybe in his early 40s or late 30s which probably would be like elderly for our time period here but you know you know what i mean by our modern sensibilities uh and he's breathing deeply got a little smile
5: on his face like he's having a good dream yeah uh plan to come up and Pinch his nose and hold that shut for a while and see what happens.
0: Well, eventually, <laughs> and he sits up and he kind of bats your, you know, bats your hand away from his face and he blinks and he looks around the room. There's light coming in and he holds his hand up and, uh, oh, uh, what, what, oh, oh, yes, yes. No, this is, I remember it now. I remember it now. You You woke me up. I remember now. And then I helped you with something. That was what I did. You woke me up and I helped you with something. Let me see what was it? It was a a love potion. A love potion. No, no, no. It was a it was a vision of your own death, so you could avoid it. No, no, it wasn't. I can't quite Oh yes, I know, you're going to rescue a friend. I I, I introduced you to the demon, and then I go back to sleep. So let's get it over with.
2: Oh. You are saying you seen you've seen the future. Well, I live. Well, this is the future. Well,
0: this is my future. This is your. It's hard to explain. I I live backwards. Boggles the mind.
2: Well, that's that's funny.
0: Yes, it is funny, but I call it a curse, and I'd just rather be asleep. So, if we could get on with it, I will. uh, Does, Does
1: does our plan work?
0: Oh, well, let me just put it this way. Stay out of the garderobes. robes. Well, that's like the toilets.
2: Well, yes. Well, that's. Well, uh, I guess we should uh, use use the bathrooms before we go. That's then,
0: right? It's always a good policy in, in general. Yes, and uh, in fact, if you're, anyone has to go, go now because we're going to summon the demons, and it will take a while. Uh, I hope you saw a clearing or something I need some we need open sky above us and I know that
2: uh, you're not really going to,
0: I, to summon demons are you I'm four of them yes I'm gonna summon four demons more probably you're going to summon four demons I'm going to show you how to do it I'm not the one who needs something but well, yeah. I
2: was hoping that maybe you just had you know like good magic <laughs> Look in the stories.
0: Oh, oh, well, I, I, I don't know, good, bad. told in the intentions. At any rate, we best get started. But beforehand, uh, I'm going to do a little stretching here. It's been a while. <coughs>
5: what? <coughs> what? 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 <coughs> and Belgar actually like raise his hand. <coughs> Do um, what,
1: what, what, uh, what would, what, what can the demons do for us? We do, we have not, we have not come from the future like you. We don't
0: understand. No, demons can do any number of things for you. They can show you where things are hidden. They can make you look like someone else. That's uh, it's it's quite nice. And uh, I believe. Do, do
1: we do we get to choose? Of course, they can render you invisible. They can give you the power of
0: flight. But it's not like they give you a Chinese and menu. <clears throat> what does?
1: Yeah, you don't know what a Chinese menu is. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, where I come from, uh, no, no good deed goes uh, unrewarded. Yeah, what, what do they? What do they take from
2: us? I was just gonna s- suggest that um, we ought to be careful because it sounds like if something's too good to be true, it probably is, not we we'll, no. we'll probably owe them our lives. No,
0: you won't owe them your we'll lives.
2: Serve them forever or something? No, not at all, not at
0: all. My powerful magic will prevent that. <coughs> the ritual will keep them at your beckons, your, your service, your beckon call. Now, of course, they might choose to make some other deal with you, and they'll take everything very literally, but uh, what happens between you and the demons, Once I, you know, I take no responsibility for. Them. But would you, if you'd like to speak to the demons and get this worked out, then before we do that, I'm going to need you to try right back out and get me some beeswax. And each of you make a little figure of yourself with beeswax, like a little a little mannequin of yourself with beeswax. It Can be very small, just the size of your yeah. finger. Okay, go out and get some beeswax and do that. And then I need you to go f- uh, get a twig from a holly tree. Okay, because you're going to want to write the holy name on the top of on uh, the top of the head there of the wax figure. And uh, well, we'll talk about the rest later. But we need we need to do that. Oh yes, don't forget. Uh, Uh, It would actually be actually helpful if you find some branches of a tree that uh, hosts some mistletoe. So, off, off with you, off with you. If you want to get this done.
2: Can we use earwax instead of beeswax?
1: Hmm. Toe wax? Hmm.
0: Well, Well, I can't be responsible for the results, but it's possible that any sort of organic wax could
6: work.
2: Yeah, well... I'll see what I can find. Well. So, I guess... I guess we're going to do this, aren't we?
4: Well, if you want to. We have no choice now.
2: Yeah, I mean, we came all this way and waked them up. I think it was And uh, I'm afraid the
4: Flemish mercenaries are at the Abbey.
2: Yeah, we we can't go to the Abbey now.
4: Yeah, when they said, uh...
0: When they said up," new. when they said de en de abde," that's, that's sort of like they think you're hiding in the Abbey. That's just my okay. pronunciation of Google Translate Dutch that I, but I, I, I'm sure I'm butchering. If we have any Dutch speakers, I apologize. But uh, I am told that if it's Flemish, it will sound more French, though they will pro- pronounce it more French because they're Flemish. They're not; they speak Dutch, but anyway. So, uh, yeah, if you guys want to actually – are you guys going to use body wax from your own bodies, or are you going to go out and take you know some time to get some proper beeswax?
3: Well, well, I
5: think we'd probably attempt to find okay. – Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're in the English forest. I don't know how many, like, bee colonies we're going to naturally come across. You well, know. I'm sure it'll take um, a while. Holly tree – Holly tree seems thematic. Even mistletoe uh, seems like that's probably not too difficult to find. Ivies of different types. But I I don't know a lot about England, but would think that there's not a lot of just random bee colonies around.
0: Well,
3: I'll let you go. But we'll find out. Well, you haven't read uh, Winnie the Pooh. That's that's true. (laughs) Well,
5: (laughs) I just need to try to find about. A little, uh, you know, three-foot-tall anamorphic bear uh, in a red shirt that we can follow around. and that'll get us Well,
0: I'll that. tell you who does have aviaries, but probably not the best place to go right now is the Abbey. Or apiaries, or aviaries, not, av- what do they call them? Is it an apiary? Apiary. Yeah, apiary. Uh, so, but, you know, that's, that's a ways off, and probably there are Flemish mercenaries swarming around. But it takes all afternoon. It's not like it's real easy to find. Now Merlin told you that you you know he couldn't do this for you until
5: We we also have a uh we also have a band of lovely lads that can help yeah, out. Yeah, they, this they to some spread extent, out I would think um and yeah, divide and conquer.
0: Yeah. And it's really just a matter of time. But as, as you know, afternoon is becoming evening, you've got all the stuff you need, big armload of branches of a tree that have mistletoe growing on it and uh you've got uh Tw- all you really needed was a twig from the holly tree and he uh, takes you out under the sky and uh, I know that you guys have some swords. You took them from the guards of uh, the Kusi's wagon and Merlin comes out and he looks up at the sky and he's like, wait. Just wait for it. You stand there for a long time. He goes, all right, there it is. Saturn. Do you see it? And he points at this. have to do this under the light of Saturn or it won't work. All right, um, you there. Uh, yeah, you're the one who uh, you were you ended up being uh, King Richard's son. That's right. Get over here and stand in the uh, and, and take this sword and draw a great big circle in the ground
4: here. Okay. Uh Prince John's son, but close enough.
0: No, nope, no, nope. very. My memory is very distinct. You're
4: King Richard's bastard. Oh, really? Hmm, fascinating.
6: No, he'll go ahead and do whatever he draws circle. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the rest of you, on one end over here, I want you to write these names. Can you write? Write these names <laughs> at the cardinal points of the compass around it. Gremory, Zagan, Vapula, and Furiel. Go ahead. There you go. Don't worry about spelling. They don't care so much about the spelling. And then, uh, meanwhile, you guys build a fire from the branches of the... The tree that was host to the mistletoe Right here in the middle of the circle Yes Okay You all got your little wax figures of yourselves, right? Okay
2: Yes
4: Alright, now Call the demon Furiel Call for him
2: What's his name?
4: Furiel. Furiel Furiel
2: Yeah, call for him
0: Summon the demon Furiel I'll be over here. And he rushes over and hides behind a very
2: big boulder. <laughs> That's not comforting. <laughs> well, t- should we say his name all at once? I mean, I don't want to be the only one that says, says his name. Um,
1: draws, draws.
2: I think we should... We're in this together. We should all say it at once. And um, that way we're all responsible and then, and no one can claim it was the other one's fault if this turns yeah. out badly
4: I agree um, what do we sing again, Furiel? That's right, Furiel yeah. You just said it oh, I did, didn't I? Well,
1: okay, well well, well, we'll all say it together with, with intent I think that's the important part, so um, okay, on on three uh, uh, one and two and three uh, Furiel!
2: Furiel!
4: Alright. Well, a few minutes passes and nothing happens. Maybe you should do it again.
2: Maybe we have to say it three times?
4: Maybe we should go on four. <clears throat> okay, here
1: we go. <clears throat> so, so, one, and then two, and then three, and and four. There we, go. there we go.
0: Another few minutes passes and Merlin looks up from behind the rock and he's like, This usually, usually works. Hmm. Walks. He walks around the circle. He looks at all the, the words, uh, all, all the names. He ascertains, you know, true north and south. Makes sure that Saturn is Saturn. Uh, and then suddenly, there's a little girl standing at the edge of the darkness. She goes, "Did you call me?" And we're going to stop, right there for tonight. So, all right, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, well, our Sherwood adventure became a little more fantastical. But uh, and if you, if anyone listened to our Rises Pendragon episodes, this is the same Merlin character that lives backwards. And uh, so, anyway, we'll find out what happens next time with Furiel the demon and whether the demon can help you or not. And then uh, hopefully we can get little Roger Good out of... Uh, Nottingham's Dungeons where so many have unjustly suffered in the past.
3: Hey everybody, if you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com